Hello and welcome to the 10th episode. The 10th episode of the Talking ten. Wednesday podcast. We've made it oh, to 10 hell. and people still seem to be enjoying it. Other than the fact that we did put our breakout out of, because we've got breakups. If you're an audio listener that listens to all these, we we clip up certain topics and little bits of it and put it on uh, the YouTube channel. Um, we, <laughs> we put our best 11 when we were doing that whole sort of chunky starting 11 thing mm. and since i did that patterson's first touch has become abysmal he's not getting the scrappy goals anymore the reason i put him in there was for the scrappy goals even though i said i wouldn't really want to see him in there and i got a bit of heat for putting patterson in there but that's just part of the course isn't it we've had three I, matches since to then be and fair, patterson's not i think it's because you've given him a nickname and that nickname stuck I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was responsible for at all there. But no, I hope this podcast finds you well. I am Dexterity Box. Joined. I tell you what. Introduce yourself, my friend, for once. I am Punkchef41. I have my own channel on all things, basically all Wednesday, as you all know. If you if you if you're used to watching us, if you're not, hi, I'm Jake. I do Punkchef and Punkchef41, and that's how I do stuff. And I make my words up because I'm not very good at speaking. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, the reason I'd, I'm not like dictator host, the reason I usually introduce us both is because we're doing this virtually. Obviously, we're not sat in the same room. I sort of just say, do you want to introduce yourself? And then I sit there in silence and it's awkward. So that's why we didn't do that in the past. Wasn't being dictator. Promise. We've got a decent show lined up for you today. We are recording this straight after the Barnsley win, which is... Uh, I, I don't know how to describe the feeling of a win after so long. I don't think I've got any nails left on my hands, but we'll talk about all of that a little later on after we just get into... We're going to get into the reviews, but before yep. we do that, how's your week been, Jake? Uh, Not too bad. It's been, it been a weird one because I've just had lots of stuff going on. Apart from the, the big one for me this week is finding out I'm actually definitely going to need shoulder surgery at some point, which is going to suck. But I'm getting old now and when you get old, things start to like break. So make sure you knew your MOT, James, and make sure you like your set because if you don't, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, well, we were, we, were talk- we were talking about this earlier because I was meant to have my, uh, my Microsoft job a little bit earlier with my fun name for it, obviously. <laughs> Um, but no, they uh, they had a bit of a mess up with some of my stuff, and I've got it finally sorted. By the time you listen to this podcast, I should be um, I should be all Bill Gates should Windows, know everything about. I will, it, I will be Windows twenty integrated, so hopefully <laughs> we will be. Is that, we better will be than, is that better than Windows Vista? Yeah, just a bit. It's like <laughs> that, that's the great thing I've heard. If you sign up for the the vaccine, you actually we're on Windows ten at the minute, but you actually skip forward ten operating systems. And you get Windows 20. So, oh, um, nice. Yeah, How no, it's going to be. It's been all right, mate. Um, it's been, obviously, the football. We did the streams for Huddersfield um, and that, and it was just a case of, the, on the football terms, it was quite a bit of despair for a lot of it. Mm. But in general, it's just a case of trying to get used to this. It's been, A lot of it has been a case of trying to look at a roadmap out of lockdown and out of all of this and stuff and getting the vaccine and sort of all, that sort of thing and just trying to, like, sort of plan as much as we can do, because it's been a year of this now, hasn't it? Yeah. So it's a case of like just trying to get back to some sort of structured normality and where I can see myself in a couple of months sort of thing. And also, I've been trying to get myself back into shape, and I'm sure a lot of you are feeling that out, out there. Um, the uh, physicality of lockdown is not great, because I, I, I stopped going to the gym before, but I was running every day. I, I, I'm, I'm quite bad with cardio for multiple reasons, but because I'd gone to the gym for like a year solid, I'd got good cardio base. So when my gym membership ran out, because I booked it yearly, yeah. I was like, sod it. 
I'm going to just run all the time. Yeah, but you know what your and, other problem is, though, don't you? Well, when you're on but, stage, you're like, it's like a workout. Because yeah, you're a no, exactly. So that's the thing. I, I, an, I, I, I could eat drummer. pizza and drink beer all summer. Well, and, I'm an, and I'm an ex-drummer, so whenever I used to drum, it felt like one big massive workout. And I used mm-hmm. to find it funny when, like, bass players just would look at me and go, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I've just been doing all the donkey work and, like, moving my limbs. He said, oh, I just stand in the corner and no one noticed me. What bass player did. No. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that I took a year off before that. I only did, like, a bar at Tramlines that I always used to like to do. Asked me to do, like, just a, just a set. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'll go out with the acoustic guitar. Oh, but I was lines. so unfit for that. And it was a short set anyway, but I realized, and then you added to on a year of that, of me trying to be careful when I'm on my runs and all my run routes that were fine before lockdown have now just got dog walkers all over them. So you can constantly have to slow down because running, trying to run past dogs, you don't really know what they're going to do. No. You don't want to obviously like, because some dogs are playful, some will run up to you sort of thing. It just, it just threw it all off. So if you are in that boat of struggling with your fitness, we're all there. So I'm just going to have to, try, I'm trying to slowly build that all up now. Now I think certain people are going back into work. It's a little bit quieter. I'm trying to go for long walks, that sort of thing. Long walks on the beach, all of that. But yeah, that is our, <laughs> uh, that is our, the uh, personal bit of the podcast going over. As always, if you want to ask us any general questions, they can also go in the community topics. At a time where Wednesday aren't the best football club in the world, we are happy to make this podcast for the long form. Obviously the breakouts won't be like, what's our favourite food or things like that but any like interesting things funny things we will chat to you about them because it's more about a community podcast and to be fair i think we get favorite this. food and drinks when you do your live streams a lot we do that's true that's true but obviously we don't really get to chat about it so Ooh. anything that you fancy on on the po- and also we, it's worth mentioning at the start of this actually now while we're still in the housekeeping segment um there is no wednesday matches until like 31st of march now i believe mm. so we're currently, you're currently watching this if you're watching the full length when it's come out on the 21st. So there's gonna, there is still going to be a Talking Wednesday podcast. So next week is going to be heavily focused on your older topics that we've been saving, but we also want all your sort of suggestions, what we could talk about in the community tab when we post it, because it's going to be very heavily based on what you guys want us to talk about. And I, I say this in the best way possible. Please don't just ask us the very obvious questions that we're going to answer yeah. anyway. So and asking us about, we've got asked, and read the other ones. We got asked about eight times in one thread once, what are we going to do when we get relegated? And we were like, we've already spoken oh, about this last week. You know, um, we, we love that you're engaging in things like that, but just try and ask us like a, unique questions. Well, it's, Not really, like, it's really weird. Since the formation uh, thing, I am trialing something which I've shown Dex. If I can get it to work and it works smoothly, it'll be really good for both our channels. I'm just trying yeah, yeah. to see if I can get it to work. It's It'll be interesting if I can. I'm going for like yeah. a, a layman, cheapman's like guy thing, but it's going to be very cheap. <laughs> we're, messing, we're messing about with a lot of things for the channel. We just thought we'd, uh, we'd bring that in the yeah. start. I think it, we're in a good mood, so we're talking a lot mm. more today. This could be a good one. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's weird being in a good mood on this podcast, but we've got one review coming in. Can we have some more reviews, please? Apple Podcasts, if nice. you've not got an account on there, or Podchaser. We do need to build up the audio reviews to get the audio listeners in there. We do have a, a steady number of audio numbers, but obviously our video watchers, they even yeah. watch the full-length podcast. It's doing really well. YouTube's our platform. We get it. But like, if you can just go and leave a review so the people who are on the audio reviews realize that actually this podcast pretty cool. To the be one fair, we are... you might have but more when people start going back to work because I know a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're driving. 
Well, no, that's the, I do, right? So I have I understand that you might be an audio listener in the future, but for now you're a, a visual watch because you can just have it on in the background while you're working from home. I'm doing that with my podcast at the minute. I've gone to all the video versions, so I'm sort of I'm sort of talking about my own uh, own thing here. Literally, I, that's probably what the situation is. But leave us nice reviews, like the Owls ninety four did. Wednesday Waffle with Passion. This podcast provides therapy for all Wednesday fans. During this time of despair, the two hosts with the hosts um, host discuss the dire time. He, by the way, he didn't misspell that. I mispronounced it. I did a Jake. It makes me feel like I'm not alone in this struggle. Knowledgeable, funny hosts who love to waffle about Wednesday with a passion. Talking Wednesday is the best thing to come out of this time we are living in. We might have read that last week. But I We're don't think sure. we did. No, I don't think we did. I think that's so good. I just wanted to say Most thank you to the Owls94 for leaving that one. Um, go leave us a review. We, we'll, we'll read the reviews. They help us out. And by you doing that, we'll give you your little moment on the podcast, which is showing that you are part of our community as well. And you're getting, um, you're getting some recognition for it. So thank you and yeah. thank you to everybody else. Football. Lots of football. Oh, so yeah. there's been three matches since we last did a podcast. I don't want to talk about Norwich in detail, but let's talk about Norwich first. What did you think of that Norwich match, Jake? To be fair, that Norwich match was the first game I think we were seeing what Moore wanted to do and how he wanted to play. And to be fair, we actually played okay in that game and we just got done by two fantastic goals. There's nothing Westwood could do about them. They were just killer shots that killed the game. I don't actually think we played that bad in that game. I think we saw bits of what Moore wants to do, really, like mm. with how he wants to do something. Funny enough, he may have watched a bit about formation because he's using very much the formations you're picking from the thing, but yeah. Well, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm an influencer <laughs> on the managers that have been in the game oh, all their lives. God, I hate that word. Who makes videos. But, you know, no, <laughs> it's just a co- it's a coincidence that Darren Moore sets up a Wednesday team, how I set up my team on FIFA, and he likes that style. That's that's, that's the similar thing. But that just means he's an attacking-minded manager because yeah. that's how I like to play on virtual things. And obviously, it's a very different world. You've got to motivate players individually. You've got to deal with egos, all of that. Don't have to do that when you tip it to tapping. You can like, just throw them to whatever team you want. <laughs> yeah, and then if you're losing, you can jump in and be like, right, well, I'm actually pretty good at this game, so let's put it in the top corner. Um. But it is nice to see an attacking manager, and we mm. did see that in Norwich. I completely agree with you. I said it at the time. Two brilliant goals from Norwich. We actually played well. The intensity did drop off in the second half, though, when they got those, yeah. you know, that, those killing blows, and we went, we, we lost 2-1. And it, the 2-1 scoreline's been a thing for Wednesday because we can't seem to go one goal up and not lose 2-1. But for another a long positive time. on that, Rose got a goal. Rose that'll did get a goal. That, that'll so. bring us on today as well. Exactly. But we've got another game to talk about that before that. Norwich is pretty self-explanatory, yep. So really yep. good performance. Still lack the defensive mentality there. Uh, Westwood back in was commanding the line. Really enjoyed it. Outdone by two really good goals. Mm. I was speaking, uh, one of my good mates is a um, is a Norwich fan. He was, I was saying that, he was saying that, what's his name? Campwell. I was oh, saying, yeah. what is his deal? Why is he throwing himself on the floor? He went, to be honest, mate, he's... He's a bit Premier League and a bit soft for me. I'm not. Um, I, I, there's no denying he's got talent, but he's. And I saw that on the pitch for yeah. Norwich. To be fair, my last had a really good one. Let's hope a London club do not sign him anytime soon. Can you imagine the pronouncements of that when it comes out to say his name? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, we, we're not going to repeat that one on the podcast. No, we're not. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I think he's just a Grealish. Mm. You know, he's he's a Grealish style player, but, but Grealish has got a lot of ability there. So, yeah. And Campwell's got it, but we'll see if he can do it at the higher level when Norwich undoubtedly get promoted now. But yeah. yeah. Good result for Norwich, because, but it was a good performance from Wednesday. That led me into good signs, thinking going into Huddersfield. And, oh, you know what? If we're going to scrap our way out of this, we can, we can get our hands on a Huddersfield team that are inconsistent yep. and get something here. Let's talk about how that went, Jake. Go ahead. To be fair, we started okay. Joff Windach got the goal, and you were feeling quite positive. You're like, right. Good goal it. as well. It was a very good goal. But... We also had that same thing. We got to the second half, and that's our crutch. I mean, we can't do 45 minutes of football. And I've I've noticed for a while, and I've always said it's ever been since a bit about the Brian Laws time where we just wouldn't be able to do 45 minutes. We'd do one great half and then one really bad half. And fantastic save by the free kick that they got by Westwood. But mm. what is Patterson doing there? Yeah, so if you didn't know, You'd probably do if you listen to this podcast. Patterson scored an own goal when he's running back in. I understand he's trying to run back into it, but the way he was with the defender, he puts his ball in his own net. The free kick was was great. And Westwood, I thought it was going under him, but his reflexes to get his arm underneath his body and do the save that he did, um, it just just shows the quality. We're going to talk about Westwood later on, and it's potentially Mm. going to be a, a fairly big topic today. I think me and Jake might see different sides on this, but also have some common common ground on it so it'll be interesting to talk about later but yeah Huddersfield did feel like two points dropped because Huddersfield were not a good side that day up until they got that until until that own goal Mm. until that own goal they went at us and we just we had to just defend 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 and we Mm. defended okay and the thing that got me was I didn't even realize that was Moore's first point of manager did you not have you not been following Jay it, it took me a while to go Oh, hang on a minute. That's his first point because he's because he's only been in the job two weeks, and this is the thing I've had. I've seen it all over. More doing this wrong. He's he's not good enough. He's not the man. He's only been in the job two weeks. Yeah, he's not going to get his plans right how he wants it straight away. I don't think we've actually put that in the topic, but we got asked that a lot. Uh, let me have a look. No, we didn't. Uh, I didn't put it in because it's it's fairly self-explanatory for me. We did get asked by about multiple people going, he's just more not cut out for this. I don't and I went, think you can't a, say it's more. You can't, you can't watch this weeks. and tell me it's more. Because for me, he's setting up a team to attack. Yeah. And that's what he's actually... For me, a manager's come in and he's looked at it and he's gone, right, so what are the strengths of this team? It's playing through it and actually going for it. What are the weaknesses of this team? We bottle it. Yeah. So if we can outscore the opponent, that's the way we're going to do it. That's yeah. the only. That's how I'd go into it. You're not going to toughen up that defense with the mentality they've got this season. You need to rebuild that defense. What What Attack you need to it. do is once you've got that one, go get four mm. or five. Mm. Just go for broke. And the the nice thing is, we're having so many chances, but you can't convert them. And that's if Tony Poole is the master of sitting sitting like. 10 men behind a ball cannot get this team defensively solid now then so you know that team's not going to happen until it's rebuilt that the defense is not happening no. right so get them attacking get them on the front foot yes we don't have i mean Rhodes is becoming it we don't have like a, an out and out goal scorer but just get all of them all yeah. of them firing for it and get as many goals as you can where which brings us on to from two points dropped at Huddersfield to uh, three a points win. I was not seeing coming, right? 
a Barnsley team fifth flying. in the championship, f- yet flying, you know, looking to do, looking to, looking to come and cause some damage on Wednesday. The Barnsley don't. I mean, recent history, they've done all right against Wednesday, yeah, they but like, historically they haven't. And it they felt would, like one they of those would have done where... a double double like Rotherham if, if we'd lost today. Oh God, yeah, it's. Uh... But it's, it it didn't end up being that way, even though I thought it was going to be. So we, how did you feel about the Barnsley match? We played some decent football today. Um, mm. It was a little bit of hoofball, but it's working. They're knowing Saturday what they're doing. We're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> we always do this. But, but we say are, we're not going to do it. Nobody cares, yeah. right? But still. But it's working. It is actually working. And great... Why did I just hear myself? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a brief intermission in the podcast while uh, Jake figures out why I've just heard myself through his audio setup, and we'll get back to Barnsley in a second. Don't you love technology? Okay, cool. Carry on with Barnsley then. So, so we attacked. Uh, we spread in the ball a lot as well. The only thing is that I get annoyed about we lose it in the middle of the park a little bit too much, but. Great work today. Great ball in from Bannon. A clever flip from Windass yeah. mm. to yeah. know he's there. And then crosses it in. It's a bullet header. And then you're thinking, you're thinking can we right, go in to get another? But we were very no, no, lucky no. in that first half. I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking that. As soon as we scored that goal, I was like, when's the 2-1 coming? Right? Because yeah. think- that's the way we've been conditioned for me. I will say what well, you were just about to talk about the look that was riding there. I want to see it again because it wasn't Barnsley had a goal ruled out from yeah. from a scrap in the box. Now I think it, it was it, a foul on Tom Lees. I don't think it was a foul on Yeah, that's Wild. what's been said oh, afterwards. We haven't even mentioned Westwood got injured in the warm up. Yeah, so, so we straight, straight away we were like Westwood's out. That's the defensive organization we may as well call it now. And I've got to say, right, fair play. What but Wildsmith Wildsmith, you know, he made a few catches and things today, mm. but Wildsmith was still the worrying part of this. And I yeah. am worried with the Westwood thing, not getting him back could mean bad things for the rest of the season because whilst what we're saying about this thing where Barnsley had the ball in the back of the net, Wildsmith just dropped it, yeah. right? It came in and he parried it, but he, he went to do the, you know, the stop and the catch. He didn't do he the stop it. and the catch. He, made, he, he did get his hands to it, but it just came straight yeah. through. And went on the floor and bounced at it in the but back then of the he, net. Then they had that chance in the first half where it came across to him. And he went to catch it and put his body back. It is dumb. The it ball is has already and, gone and, past And then Irrigidi has to look at yeah. it, fly over him, and has to do some and defensive work, you know. Then and also re- early on, Irrigidi did get beaten once. Irrigidi was very solid. He yeah. did get beaten once though today. They could have been one nil up in the first like three yeah. minutes because there was a tapping at that back post and Irrigidi just completely let himself get bullied off it, which he doesn't usually do, but he needs to switch on from the start. It shows that our a, players aren't there always. But then there was also on. the grabbing in the box of uh, Lee's already on a yellow card, which could have been yeah. a penalty any other way. We rode our luck today, and yeah. the first half you were going in, okay, we're lucky to be one nil up. We could do with more. Second mm. half, you're thinking, we're going to crumble this. We yeah. all think the same. We're all thinking we're going to crumble. Josh Windath, I apologise every single time. You have pace, my man. You really do have pace. <laughs> you did some really good That's work. That's going to be an infamy, that, because I, I, know. I was just... My face when you first said that Josh Windass didn't have pace, and I was like... I think it because I saw who were managing how he was being played. 
Yeah, but times. even then, you could tell the pace. Yeah. Also, it's a, it's a case of uh, Windass was. We got um, something to talk about Windass as well. Yeah, we're going later. to talk about the because there was a little spat, and we'll talk yes. about it later on. But for me, Windass today uh, was was decent, and he 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 lays it off to Rhodes unselfishly, and Rhodes can get his second. But you could also sell tell that something been said with Windass because he was doing that a lot. He was trying to be less selfish. He was yeah. trying to see the thing. And, and we will talk I- about that when we talk about Windass a little bit more. Yeah, Pelopessi also. Can I just shout out in that build up? He was the one that got fouled yeah. and did the work and got the he advantage well. on him. And that's how yeah. Windass could then snatch the ball, run with it, lay it off to Rhodes. It's two nil. I still wasn't confident at two nil. No, I, I was less confident when they scored a. It was a decent goal, in fairness. It was, it was decent, yeah. Again, I'm sick of like Wildsmith just standing there and watching curved balls go around him. Well, you know, like the, curved the, goals. The bit you that can't got me that, in though. the second half was there was a point where the ball went through, they dummied it, and they went to go in. And Yogidi's like, are you coming for this or what? To Wildsmith. And he don't come. So he, he yeah. shields it out, gets it out. And he's actually shouting at Wildsmith going, what the hell, it's your ball. Why is mm-hmm. the youngest, one of the youngest players in our team, turning around to quite an experienced goalkeeper, why are you not getting that? No, 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 no. He's not experienced. He's aged. There's a difference. He's an, mm. he's, he's an, he's an older goalkeeper. He's not an experienced goalkeeper. And that's the difference. Yeah, that's true. I can't believe he's playing for us and he's not being loaned out. Mm. It seems, he's it not seems, had a loan spell. It's like we're scared to loan players out just in case a team might like them and buy them and we don't want money. Well, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's just no, a case of trying to no. trying to keep them and and trusting our academy to bring them through the ranks, you know. But yeah. it's a case of it's clearly not working so far. So it send got, them out it, on loan. Let them. It got do very it in League One. squeaky bum time though when that one went in, didn't it? When it got yeah. to two one, they really went for it. But Green came on and Green looked okay. He had a mm-hmm. good run at one point and he did. He think he got some pace going forward and we held on. We got that much need of win. And the big thing you saw at the end of that was Bannon doing a usual screaming yes and immediately going to Jordan Rose and doing a bear hug. And the the whole team basically went to Jordan Rose and just went, yeah, we trust you. Kind of I mean, I've got we... no nails left now at all. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a much needed three points. And when's the... Um, obviously, we're still not in the best position. Rotherham... No. They beat Bristol City 2-0, I think. Mm-hmm. Birmingham lost. Yep. But it's not enough if Rotherham don't fall, unless Coventry fall off. Mm. Rob- well, Rotherham still got games in hand, haven't they? Have they got three? Yeah, they, they have. They've got too many for us to even think about Rotherham yeah. getting caught in this, especially if they keep winning. That's the thing. We are now, if you look at it, because if you look at it on when you take Rotherham out of it and you think Rotherham had played the same games as us and they're only three points ahead of us, we're only six points off Birmingham, but we've got a yeah. game in hand. So you you win that, and then you're looking at you're looking at a match, you yeah. know. And that's where it goes. It might be more survivable. The the kicker for us, and the, the annoying thing is Rotherham's game in, games in hand. You know, that's that's. But we can just all we can do is play the matches. We can in front only of concentrate us on and, ourselves and try and take it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I um, think I've seen a lot of people like getting annoyed with more when he's saying that. But you're right. We can only look at ourselves. There's no point looking at anyone else. We've and we're not going to talk thing. about. We're actually doing something quite different at the end of this podcast. Uh, mm, something yes. that we're trialing for the future. But we're not. We're not going to look at, at the upcoming matches for Wednesday because there's time to play in. And then we might get some players coming back from injury. We obviously don't know the Westwood situation, things like that. Yeah. So we aren't going to talk about the matches that are coming up next time. We'll be doing that on the next podcast probably because that's a little bit closer to 
the um, it was a it was a good win. It was much needed. It's nice to be sat here going, we've won a game. Mm. I, <laughs> th- I genuinely weird. forgot what the rush felt like when you got when you get a win. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a good feeling. It's a, I think it's the reason we're in a positive mood because, yes, the, the outlook is bleak, but seeing that, like, a good... Bar- it's not like we just beat Barnsley, right? Because you usually... Because... Yeah. Uh, this is probably a little bit unfair, but, like, a lot of a lot of teams see Barnsley and think that that team that are destined for, like, always relegated to the championship and, and promoted back up, you know? But yeah. this Barnsley side are a good... Bar- they, are the, they remind me of the Wednesday side under that first season of Carlos yes. in terms of the form they put on, you know? So it's it's a case of they are obviously a team to be admired at the minute. And I can say this because I don't see a massive rivalry there. However, I know some Wednesday fans that do see that will be boiling a little bit. Yeah. But it's a case of you can admire it and you can also then take the positives when Wednesday actually do. The great thing for me is that second half, we didn't crumble. They scored no. a goal, a great goal, but there was not that defensive. And to be fair, there. defensively, what that one goal went in, you saw Barry Bannon, a uh, uh, captain, go, come on, keep our heads. Yeah. And he was going around most of them going, keep our heads, we can do that. And that's the first time in a while I've seen Barry Bannon go and be captain and do mm-hmm. that. Not just Also, but go. Borna, uh, or Burner, however you meant to pronounce Borna it, is, uh, I, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> is the, uh, he, he looked like the Burner of last season. Yeah, he did. You know, and he actually... He was solid. He, even on a yellow, he was putting in some challenges that were like... <sighs> but they were amazing. Yeah. You know, inch perfect tackles that if they weren't inch perfect, he's off. He's got his second yellow. You know, he, he put in such a shift. Tom Lee's put in a shift. He was a bit worried a reach. little bit. Best game I've seen reach in a while. Yeah, very. Also coming back into the defense, doing that work with all the all the defensive work. Rose did, did a lot of defensive work. But the bit mm-hmm. I remember is Patterson. Ball came in, he's on the floor and he just bicycle kicks it over his head. And then he goes for it again with his head. Patterson's a defender. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and not Brain a striker. <laughs> it's almost as if we should potentially look at bringing him further back into the because because we've got you've got Jordan Rose up front, and also can I just say Andre Green came on and the way he controlled that ball when we she were on did, the counter yeah. attack in twenty seconds of being on, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be a player that gets us off our seat in the future yeah. if we can keep him fit, you know, because he can play football. Right, it's weird. We've actually got a Wesley team, and there's some players in that that can barely play football sometimes, but. He could play football. Yeah. Looking positive. But yeah, but no, it's it's, it's a little bit of a buzz and I'm I'm kind of um I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Conf- <laughs> Even if we get the thing is if we go down, we've got a t- topic later on talking about the, the restructure. We're gonna talk about the restructuring probably more on next week's podcast, mm. but there is a contract situation later that we're gonna talk about a little bit. So uh we can just talk about all of that, but I hope you're feeling good off that Barnsley win. Obviously, it doesn't mean too much if you look at the bigger picture, but we just needed that. You know, it's a crap time to be a Wednesday fan. We needed something. And as I was saying, for the Barnsley respect, they aren't the, the, the Barnsley of old. They are they are a Barnsley moving forward. And to beat them in this run of form when we're in yeah. the run of form we are in, I'll take it. You know, oh, it's, a, it's a good result. And, and we actually, we had the mentality there. We didn't crumble and we could have very easily crumbled like we Darren had. Darren Moore has done something already mm-hmm. psychologically to him. Whatever it is, he's done something because a couple of weeks ago, they would have crumbled completely. Yeah. So exactly. it's, it's good to see. Now, moving on to the news section of Talking Wednesday, uh, which is all the topics, basically. I've, just realized, <laughs> it's, I've always, I always call it the news, but I've never announced it the news section. This is the news section. Um, which we're going to speculate on heavily as well. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into this first one because this has now been 
said no right so danny simpson um when we started writing these notes he was on trial because he played an under 23 mm. game with us earlier in the season yorkshire live has now said that darren moore says danny simpson is a no a definite no he's gone to bristol city as well yeah he's he's training with bristol city no i think he signed oh has he signed yeah well pearson isn't it Mm, yeah that's a good point um so it's the reason I've I've left it in is because it's interesting that we considered it, right? Because it's a 34-year-old, last played at Huddersfield, released, um, obviously a Manchester United youngster that went on loan numerous times and then did things. That, but, you know, he's he's done things at the top he's level. He's been around. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Darren Moore was looking at him for his experience and the fact that we are a little bit, people always say we're a little bit light at fullback. For me, at the minute, with like Palmer and Urugidi, I'm quite happy if they stay fit. Until the end mm. of the season, we've got to look for... But Danny Simpson, for me, I don't think we needed to co- have him coming in and steadying the ship. We actually need people who can get back, and Danny Simpson's probably not got the best pace at 34 anymore. Yeah. So um, I'm, I was wondering if that's where we're looking. Do you think Wednesday you're looking into that sort of thing, Jay? I, th- I think we're looking at some a little bit more experience in certain positions. I, th- I understand that. I wouldn't surprise me if we look at a centre-back. Just with how many injuries we've now got. And we'll, touch well on I looked at the bench well. today and I was like, Where's our proper centre back if if one of these gets a red yeah, card? There isn't one. The, yeah. uh, one of the young lads on the bench is a centre back today. Yeah, it was one. I of, think, it was I again, think that was it. To the academy but, for it. But that's it. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's just trying to see if he can get someone in, like on an end of season deal. If you do well, there might be a deal ready for you in the summer, kind of thing. If, if not, bodies. if we get relegated and you don't want to play at that level, yeah. no hard feeling sort of thing. Off your part, exactly. you've tried. Yeah, um, feels like, it feels like something like getting paid cash in hand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So but yeah, uh, Danny Simpson. I'm kind of glad we didn't go for it in the end. I was, I wasn't to be. To be honest, it would have been the end of the world for me. It could have been the thing we need more hands on deck. However, I don't, I don't want to see this one that we're about to report on. And you might, some fans out there might. I'm not. <laughs> right. The Star reported early in the week that Ravel Morrison is training with us. Now, this most recent update comes from an interview with Darren Moore again, the star again. Ravel is one that's come on the radar. It's something that's been looked at and nothing has been decided. We know about his talent. We know about his ability. We know all about that. He's come on the radar because he's out there on a free and wanting to get in somewhere and play some football. We don't doubt his ability, but we've just got to look at it and consider whether he's the right one for us. That can be all in this moment. I think Ravel personally, and this is possibly quite a bold statement, but he is everything to do with that attitude over um, ability player, right? Because yeah. everybody always talk- he always gets a deal. He is the typical that youngster that was talked about yeah. that people still think has got bags of potential because he was always talked about as a potential youngster, and. People don't realise that I've put in big capital letters here. He's 28 years old and he's made 140 appearances over his entire career at 28. Says a lot, really, doesn't it? And there were for so many different clubs, right? The most appearances he's made is for Birmingham in the 12-13 season, and that was 30 appearances. There's only two other seasons in which he's made over 20 appearances. I dug into this because it was annoying me when I when I saw it linked. Um in the last two years, he's made 12 appearances at, at Sheffield United, Middlesbrough, and Adu Den Haag combined. 12 appearances combined across three clubs over the last two years. 12. Yeah. 
Green's is one of those players who've got a lot of potential and can play. How's he got potential at 28 now? No, I meant meant ability-wise. Ability, yeah, Yeah. fair. And... But, Not saying you haven't got potential if you're a 28 year old, but in football terms, let's be honest, you, you you're getting ready for the slippers in the commentary. Yeah, but at the same time, it is a very wendy signing in terms of you look at Hutch, you look at Bannon. I know they were like 26, a lot younger, but we have in times gone down to the players who have been not got someone, then they come and done well. 28, mm. yes, he's still. He's near the twilight of the career, and you actually, can't. Actually, really... I want to. I want to actually want to retract what I just said because the reason I've said that for Ravel Morrison is yes, that's probably true in Ravel Morrison's case, but it's actually the prime of your career. But I can't see it being the prime of his Not career his. when he's had when he's no. had twelve appearances in the last two years. That's what I mean. Sort of the twenty six to thirty can be a real prime. It is the prime of your career, but for him, it's almost as if he's looking for another couple of paydays because he knows he's going to be done yeah. by like thirty one, and he's not. I don't know. The I only can't thing remember I can... what podcast it was on. It was on a podcast recently, and he, mm. he spoke well. And he did, but it it's it's green to me that kind of whole. I'm just looking like they're looking for a pay, a payout kind of thing and stuff. There's a Chelsea loanees has had more appearances than he's had, and they go out on loan everywhere, mm. kind of thing. He Would sounds you have like him? <sighs> no. I don't know what he will bring to this team. I don't want it to upset the apple cart because you bring him in. If we went down to League One, yes, definitely. What do you want to do that though? Just because I think it will be a good thing. Championship, I won't want it. You can get a better player and you might have to pay a bit. I don't don't know in terms of ability because from ability, people say he's got it. Like, look, Sheffield United promoted Premier, uh, Premier League side, Well, go obviously. on attitude then. You probably get they a better player attitude who might not have the right ability, but they've got mm. the attitude and they'll run through bricks. You have just said he spoke well on that podcast, though. He so did. Is, he, is his attitude I improving? D- is it one of those... Th- I've, I'm trying to look at it from all perspectives here because I don't want to just slam a player on based off the previous history. I'm a big I'm a big believer in, in player growth and things like yeah. that, but I just look at his last two years and I'm like, unless he is, he is coming to Wednesday because he wants to prove a point, and he can get there and he can actually do the right thing. The one thing I would be cautious with if if we're talking contracts here is be really careful with the deal you give him. And also right. if and some Wednesday fans are not gonna like this, but if Chris Wilder can't get something out of him. And he's well, well no, I think no, even Wednesday I think well, even Wednesday fans well, respect what but he Wilder well did. Know, but I know somehow some people are. But mm. yeah. Wilder is well known for getting players who have done well at clubs and get them to play well. And yeah. if Wilder doesn't think it's there, kind of says it all for me. I've got to look at the signs of, um, of people like Kieran Lee, who mm. were the same. They were talked about having attitude issues. They came in and it was the right club and the right fit at the right time. And for Kieran Lee, it definitely was that with Wednesday. Lewis McGugan seemed it, but then we saw his attitude, yeah. uh, apparently. Actually, it was interesting. He was... Uh, um, he was on. I can't say that actually, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see what um, what we're doing in terms of of players on the freeze because Ravel Morrison is. It does seem like one of those journeyman players, but uh, it would be interesting to see if when what Darren Moore wants from his players if he's talking all about having those attitudes and then he brings in a player that is renowned that for attitude. yeah. But what do you think on a Ravel Morrison? Would you want him at Wednesday? It's not really been 
hyped up and really talked about loads because I think people are thinking, is it actually going to happen? But because he's still training with us, it could be a possibility. If you're going to do it, get him in over the international break, give him a really, really, really basic deal until the end of the season, right? Do not give it... Incentives, sure. If their incentives are in there, right? If it can get another year trigger, and that means he actually makes... Because what have we got? We've got nine games left, right? It's, he could get yeah. nearly he could get nearly his his game tally on that he's had in the last two years with Wednesday at the end of the season. And then if he plays in those, give him an extension, sure, fine. But come and play nine games. Can you do it, Ravel? We'll see. Yeah. I'm leaving it up to Darren Moore because Darren Moore is giving me early signs that he knows what he's what's his what he's doing with this squad and what he wants. What he wants. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Said that in synchronization. Potentially not when the podcast comes through, but on my end we did. <laughs> Interesting. So we're going to still talk about Wednesday's transfer prospects, which is weird to talk about in March, right? Usually there's there's none of that here. But are Sheffield Wednesday looking for the future? According to the Stoke Sentinel, Sheffield Wednesday are lining up a move for Buxton youngster Kyle Campbell following a successful trial at the club. The 18-year-old is the brother of the highly rated Stoke prospect Tyrese Campbell. But the Stoke Sentinel claim he is on Wednesday's watch list following a successful trial while having previously spent time at Darren Moore's former club, Doncaster Rovers. Wednesday have a big summer ahead of them with several players out of contract. We know that one. There's literally next to zero information I can find on this lad. No. Um, I struggled. I struggled with everything. But I didn't get anything on him. I mean, there's a lot of it. So it just shows that Darren Moore is using his his experience with players. If if Darren Moore has seen potential in this player, I'll be intrigued to see if he you can come very, and bring him in. He's very well known for bringing in academy lads who people that, haven't heard of us and then bring them, then bring them yeah. into their team. He's That's why we well were going to really talk about this. Is he is he wanting to be... Because a lot of managers, they say they care about the youth and they bring them through, but is Darren Moore literally wanting to kind of be academy head as well and, and wants to have a hand on everything coming through? Because I kind of like that. If I a manager is... Yeah, is if a manager is going to be so hands-on with your academy that he's then naturally going, no, this player is perfect for our academy. Because even though you could say it's in in building up his is it his um information on the club and seeing what we've got available, he has been at all the academy stuff recently. He's mm. been very much hands-on with it. So he does, him and he does attend players, a lot of the academy trainings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, and uh, he, bring, he, he, he's talking to academy people like Lee Bullen. Apparently, they talk a lot. So it makes you wonder if there's something there. And I, I like the idea of the manager looking at everything in the club, not just the first team. Because mm-hmm. that was the one criticism I had of Carlos. It was first team only, and that was it. And there were chances where you could have got some use out, which you then could have put him, given him a year or two, and then gone, oh, he's doing really well, and sold him on and made profit. Yeah, that Carlos topic sparked quite a lot of uh, uh, talk it did, as well. Didn't it? it was almost as if I remember we had uh, somebody going, "Where have they got this from?" And I'm like, "We're literally quoting an article. <laughs> We're not. Ma- this isn't even speculation corner. We're- I'm reading from you from an article where he was interviewed." But uh, yeah, I think the we, week uh, that article got done as well. He was in Sheffield. Yeah. That's where you can tell you found out you, you you found something that not a lot of people were talking about at the time. But yeah, yeah. another young player we're looking at. Now uh, I have added to this. I don't know if you've noticed. I've not looked. Do you know what then? Um, you read but, it. Oh you no, do it. don't. All I'll right, I'll read. Dave Welsh. <laughs> Come on, that's mean. It, it's, it, is this the Welsh lad or the Irish lad? It's the Irish or the Welsh lad, but that's just mean. 
Right. Okay. Quote from the star who are quoting the sun. According to reports from the sun, young Porter Down captain Luke Wilson has made his way onto the Owls' radar with the 21-year-old tip for bigger things, having come through the ranks at his boyhood club. Wilson has played 14 games for his side this season with their young skipper scoring over the weekend as they were beaten 2-1 by Ballymena. He's a centre mid, 21 as we said in that quote. So he's actually, I thought he's, he's not that young in terms of football. We're talking about he's a young kid. 21 for football is that time where you're like, you're starting to break out the academy yeah. and, and see what's next. I have done research on this and I found out that I didn't know anything about the league. I didn't know anything about the club. So for some reason, they're finding this and you're going, what are you doing talking about that? I know very little about it, but I've done the research that I can. It's a semi-pro league by the looks of it over there. Yeah. So it's not a full professional. They don't seem to have a full professional league. I couldn't actually find the because uh, it's Northern Irish football, isn't it? Yeah, it screams a little bit of what don't used to do. Don't used to go over there and get a lot of young lads over and then bed them in. I think Reading did it with uh, oh, what's a McCleary or someone like that. There I can't. Some, I can't remember who it was, but they we can't talk about it. the standard. We can't speak for the no. standard of it, can we? But it does appear to be the highest level of Northern Irish football uh, that he's playing at. So It seems um, a bit like a Reef McCabe. And that's yeah, the name he for did, the fa- that, You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's, that's a blast from the past as well. And what was the other one that came? There was a young Irish lad that came in. Cor- Barry Corr. No, Paul Corrie. Paul, Paul Corrie, that's it. Barry, I yeah. think Barry Corr was That was that my prime Wednesday time, yeah. that was. But we um, got players like that who we thought might push on. But... According to uh, the Yorkshire Examiner this morning, he's not on our radar at all. Uh, Dom Press. Houghton has said that he's nowhere near it. He said that we're not looking at him. So, so the star and the York- and Yorkshire Live fighting now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, no. Speaking in newsletter, newsletter, not press conference, newsletter. <laughs> their right. boss basically said since he come to Porter Down in 2018, been in area i wanted to enhance and over the past few years we've had more professional clubs in england and we may set invites to train or attend trials the rumors over luke and sheffield went they came out of the blue and they are certainly not holding any talks well i don't think hang on right i'm just reading that quote again they never said the talk doesn't right that just because there's no talks there doesn't mean we have we aren't interested in him right that's very different. Certainly there's no talks. And yes, this might have come out of the blue, but Wednesday might have also looked at this lad and gone, you know what, maybe so. There could be something there. We obviously don't know too much about this one, but we're just looking at the level. So if these stories are coming out, that means that we are scouting a little bit differently than we have yeah. been recently, which is why we wanted to talk about it, because it means that we are looking at back in the, oh God, back in the Milan days when we were looking at these players and things like that, when we were, we, yeah. we were stretching it out. But I'm hoping Darren Moore is a, is a guy who knows what he wants in terms of younger players. And yet again, it could be a case of boosting the academy and having, because our academy could be quite, losing quite a lot of its top prospects because they're all starting to get in the first team and getting deals away from the club now for free. So we've not been running our academy properly. So my hope is he can sort of go in there hands on with the academy. It makes makes you wonder if he's seen that and gone, right, I need to sort the academy out as well as the first team to make. And, Make it so there's academy players getting into first team situations, but also academy an academy player being given a good contract as soon as they showing a bit of promise, so we get money. We can't mm-hmm. keep letting players go for free if they're out of our academy. In, in my, K I, for developing them is nothing. 
Yeah, and that that ties in perfectly to this one. Not so much the fact that it's a it's a young player. This one, it's an it's another player that we're letting leave on a free. Apparently, again, the stars been on it this week. Got to give props where we do in terms of the quotes uh, yeah. and and the and the digging they've been doing. Um, I think it must be the uh, the turbulent times of Wednesday have made. Let's just look for anything right now. Um, but they they led to believe this this is pretty self explanatory anyway. We all thought this was going to happen. There's been yeah. conversations with other clubs outside the country in regards to a pre contract with Joey Pelopesi as he's entering the last six months of his deal. So this is going to be one that splits the fan base again. Still, there's still people who just do not watch the matches clearly because I don't know what they're talking about that do do not see that Pelopesi has advanced from the first time he he came on the pitch. Yeah, he is. He's literally taken the new new Newhue. And we've seen how much we miss Newhue this season. Mm -hmm. There are games where we could have done with sticking our big, is it? Not Kosovan. And it's a Serbian then. Kofferson striker up top and in gra- cracking one and getting like mm-hmm. a winner of some sort because he did that. He was yeah, good at that. With Pelopesi, right? I will also say that I have not always been a Pelopesi in the Pelopesi fan club. Last season, I was He's like... a lot better this yeah. year. It was, I was like, you could, you could talk about players that go missing and yes, you could see some matches that he played where he actually just did his job quietly, but some matches he would go missing. Now, Pelopesi on his worst day, he does his job quietly. Mm. And on his normal day, he's actually linking up the play and making stuff happen, right? Pelopesi is becoming a player at this level. He's adapted to this league. It's taken some time. But we have yeah. got to stop thinking that players are that that mould that we see them in when they first come in, that they can't, you know, yeah. develop. What's if the we, point in being a footballer with a fan base if you don't let them develop? Put another year contract in front of him. Even That's if what I'd say. Because he's also said that he's open to remaining with us. So if he's open to it, and we are heading down, and th- I think he he just really likes playing with this club. Yeah. You know, and you can see it. And you, he's never been somebody that's caused any trouble. The fans have been on his back. I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he's a player that's not on social media. Because if he'd seen it, I reckon it would have been out the door. Right, he, the he is and he isn't. He rarely uses it. All right. Okay. If it is, if it is, it's with family only, and that's it. But for me, Pelopesi has got to be one of our priorities. Yeah, because I I do see the side of just get rid of them all. We need a full rebuild. But if you can pick up someone with like Pelopesi, you know, who's mm. probably not going to demand too much in the way of wages. You'd hope if he is, okay, fine. But he's got resale value I, now as well. I don't that's think what he I'm wanted, saying. Wanted a lot when he signed his new deal. He just wanted to play. Hmm. And he, 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 he's one of those players where everyone, every time you see that Twitter team shoot go, and he's the first name where they go, why is he playing? He's rubbish. He's rubbish. Like, what's the game? He, he, he's a good footballer. Yes, we're allowed to all disagree and stuff, but sometimes people see it and they're expecting more from a player. In the position we're in right now, what we're getting is what we're getting. And if they're wanting to do a little bit extra to show us, which Pelopesi had done this season. Because at the start of the season, he wasn't getting in. Longo was yeah. going to have his spot. Longo Here's a question as well. Down. If Bannon gets injured, who the hell are you playing if you've not got Pelopesi in that side? Mm, yeah, true. I don't think anybody's looked at this. Bannon's been pretty decent, touch wood, in terms of injuries. Like, But if he gets injured for us next season... Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we would bring in some people anyway, you know, refresh the squad fully. We need to rebuild the squad. But 
I think you want somebody with that experience of the football. Yes, League One's a different thing, but he's, he's kind of more familiar with the English game now is what I'm saying. Yeah. Pella Pessi, for me, does some of the stuff that Barry Bannon does as well. I would say that Pella Pessi's better at probably getting his foot in and winning a ball, even though Bannon has shown a lot more of that with his box-to-box mm. nature. But uh, Pella Pessi started going forward more. And yeah, he has. I don't think we'll keep the likes of Luongo. I reckon if... if because his injury he record got, is sort of disappearing off year? there. Has he got a year? Yeah, left? he does. He does, but he, his injury record's not... Mm. Pelopessi doesn't get injured, so yet again, touch wood, but he's not got a bad injury record. Keep a player that's performing for us, is progressed. You can disagree, right? But I'm telling well, you, if you don't think Pelopessi has come on leaps and bounds as a footballer in this game, you're wrong. All right? <laughs> Put it, putting it out there. You can disagree that you, you don't dis- want him in the squad. You can disagree, that you know, but you're still wrong. Is that what you're trying no, to say? They, no, they can disagree that they don't want him to sign a new deal and they think we can do better. That's fine. But you cannot say he's not become a better footballer Fair because enough. he has. Right? That's what I'm saying. Because if you've watched the matches, you can see that. Okay, he might still not be the kind of player you want or to the Wednesday standard, but he, is, he, he, is, he has come on as a player. And for me, he has met that standard. And the whole, you can't really pick out individuals into a team that's been so poor. But Pelopes's progression, for me, shows give him a, give him a small deal, give him that, that sort of thing and, and see how he does because he's a very good on-the-ball midfielder now. Yeah. Okay? And we haven't got much more than that. And you've got to remember, if we drop... Players that have got a bit of sentiment for the club, like Pelopessi seems to have, you, you don't just buy them in, right? No. Without rolling the dice completely. Because you might want a rebuild, but what if we do it again and we bring in crap that takes a couple of years to develop? A couple of years in League One. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's the Pelopessi one. The other one where I'm going to get on my little soapbox is uh, I've brought this one in because this is one that I think a lot of people romanticise as well and probably one of the ones that does that a little bit about I'm trying to look at it objectively should Kieran Westwood be our priority of re-signing now this is difficult because you and me even had a bit of a disagreement leading into the Barnsley match um, because he's obviously he had to pull out from the squad with the injury at the last minute however it's an injury that he already had right we said a couple of right we'll talk about his injury in a minute this is uh, my feeling is that he should be our priority at the minute. I want to get your thoughts on it. But he spoke well in his Barnsley interview, talking about things honestly. We haven't had that refreshing honesty in a long while. Wasn't I afraid to talk who, about. I the... forgot he was Mancunian accent. I always forget he's got a Mancunian accent. No, I, I, I don't. I always because I always like. What do you mean he's Ireland's goalkeeper? He, he sound. He just because when I first yeah. heard him, he's, he's just a got a mank accent, hasn't he? So wasn't afraid to talk about the drop, us dropping down to League One like a lot of players were. Then a lot of, we were like, oh no, that's not going to happen. But he was like, well, realistically, yeah, it could happen. He wasn't going to like cover his ears and duck down, you know? Mm. He's talked about how he's never had a relegation on his CV and that it actually hurt him because he's he's obviously coming towards the end of his career and he, t- he doesn't really want one on his CV. And the, he, he mentioned no contract talks have been had and he doesn't expect them given the club's current situation so we've not took anything to that him sort of thing so far well that's what he says anyway he also said that nothing could take away from his time at the club and his love of the club that gives me worrying signs when you're mm. talking that regard no matter what happens the club funnily however when i watched their interview with westwood edited this bit out of the youtube video on their official um channel and the star who obviously was part of that actual interview quoted it so what we didn't get in that cut was 
Westwood saying, at the start of the season, I wasn't involved and I probably should have left. I had a few opportunities to go. And if I'm honest, for the first time in my Sheffield Wednesday career, I actually wanted to leave in the summer. A few things couldn't get sorted. There were a few options and I did want to go because I wasn't involved. I wasn't even in the 25-man squad, so it was in my best interest to leave. I didn't want to stay and do nothing, but I do love it here. And when asked more about him staying, he says, I've loved it here and I'd 100% consider it. Of course I would. I've been here ages and I love it. What's your thinks on what, thought on Westwood? Is he essential to us, Jake? Yes and no. I've got two bits on this. Right. His injury record as he's getting older hasn't been great, let's be fair. We've lost more games to injury to injury. But that being said, we lost him for two huge periods with two managers where we just didn't see him. Hmm. At How well back, did we play with, with, during those phases as well? Not well. Just, there were not great spells. So it uh, shows you how much as a leader he is at the back, and that's something we don't have. But if you're thinking about trying to build for the future, it's a difficult one because we've not had a keeper situation where we built in that position. And we're going hmm. back to what we've done before in the past. We had Lee Grant. He went off to Stoke. We had Chris Kirtland for a while. Then other people came in. You know what I mean? We're not... No, Chris Kirkland obviously got, uh, he was succeeded by Westwood. Well, he was succeeded Westwood by was, Westwood. Yeah, because well, he was better. Yeah. Technically, uh, sorry, I really like Chris Kirkland as a goalkeeper. So do I. The times in the career, Westwood came in and was yeah, yeah. absolutely solid. But so it was do, difficult. But do you know what I mean? We've not been good at like making sure there's another keeper ready. No, we've, we've relied on Wildsmith and Dawson. And what I'm saying here, the reason I think he's essential is I would, I would take, I would give Westwood another year over relying on oh, a gotcha. keeper after Barnsley, like Wildsmith's position. Because there's a chance that Westwood stays fit, right? Because this is what people don't see. This is a keeper that's in his 30s, right? And has been dropped for successive spells. And we're expecting him to come back and be able to full play at that full intensity and not pick up some injuries. Mm. If we actually play him, he can actually get back to that. You know, you do pick up injuries when you don't play for a while and you are not at that, that same level. Because, of course, Kieran Westwood, for the, for the times he's been in and out of this team, he's not going to have the same level of intensity. That's just not going to happen. Especially so, since you're seeing him coming in this season. There's no preseason. Yeah. He got this, dragged in as well because yeah. Pulis was like, you know, I see his qualities. And he was like, he was, he, he's just said in this interview, he was not playing, yeah. right? He was not playing. He was looking at going and he was he training wasn't, at home. He was, yeah. And he training at home. That's a good point. He was doing that. He was occasionally playing for the 23s. That was to try and get his fitness up for a move. Yeah. He was out the door and then he's come back in and he's shown the passion for the club and being one of the players to do it and bring the defensive line and he organizes that line. And it's also, would and, he want to go down to leave one if we went down? That's the he, thing. That's why I'm wondering if he's saying he's considerate because I think we'd have to put a fairly nice offer on him. Maybe yeah. maybe give him a two-year deal if we drop down and, and give him a coaching thing. That's where I started to go like, hmm, actually, Wes, we'll give it back to the... He's got nothing to give back to the club though, has he? Because he's given no. it all and we've he's just... done it all already. You yeah, forget and, how long he's been here as well. Yeah. And that's, that's when you know when a club... This is the problem with goalkeepers. Until they retire, you don't really look at like replacing them. It's a still in. It's the one player you always see on the team sheet that says, well, that's fine. And whenever you see Westwood name, you're like, great, we're going to have a great game. The moment we all heard Wildsmith were in, we're all like, uh-oh. And let's be honest, even though we beat Barnsley, even though we beat um, Barnsley, Wildsmith made errors. And there's errors there. And yes, you could say he could have it. I don't want his trial by fire to be with us in League One. I do still think 
probably Wild Smith would be the better option long term over Dawson because when Wild Smith has a run of games, he's pretty solid. Mm. Um, Didn't we have a worry in that game at one point that Wild Smith went down and we're like, oh crap, is Luke Jackson going to be coming on? Mm. Could have been. Could yeah. have been when when he it, went down. Yeah, it looked like he 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 just got stamped on. I think it was more of a case of it it hurt. If one so. of one sentimental value of me says he stays and for the bat for he stays because he, he organized. He knows what he did. It's like the bat faller are really really scared of him when he starts shouting. Yeah, kind of thing because he will grab them and push people have him said he's a bit of a nutter and I like that in yeah, a way. Keepers. You, yeah, all keepers are nutters. Mm. But and I, I just think I think he could be that. Uh, he could be that player that that keeps. There's not many players I I would be really sad to see leave, but when uh, Westwood with the just with the what he brings to the team, you've got to just not look on the pitch. He brings such a confidence to the to the back line. I think building a team around him and well, not building a team around him, sorry, but like building it at the tra- back, transitioning a new yeah. defense with him in goal, right? Makes sense. So bringing in a new defense and then bringing in his sort of the goalkeeper to proceed here, you know, to succeed him, sorry, um, would be a better way to do it. Bring him in, know that it's sort of like the twilight, that's going to be it. But he's got his family around, you know, and things yeah. like that. So he's settled here. Bring him in as that player that we can, we can build a solid defence with him as part of it, but then look to move him on. That's the logistic play for Wednesday for me. But I also think he could be a luxury number two if we do that for a good money deal to see him financially even better off, you know, for he could probably get like a one year, two year, quite lucrative deal at a championship club that are pushing for the top. That's also a thing. So that's why I'm thinking it might not happen. I want to just quickly, briefly talk about his injury thing because we had a bit of a sort of like a a back and forth before the Barnsley match. You were like, I basically think the club have rushed him back, but it, there is part of him wanting to come back as well. I, like and you I said, think, I felt, no, I we haven't rushed him back. I think he's not been rushed back. I think he's gone, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. I think that's he's a competitor and he wants to do well for the club. I think it's yeah. a mix of everything. My line for that, though, is um, yes, he's done that, but the club have got a responsibility to get... Because yeah. we, we said on a podcast two weeks ago, was yes. it? Two episodes ago? Yeah, we that, said we didn't want... I don't think we were going to see until the end of the season. Or it might he might have been done. Well, well, no. I was tell I was looking at the timescales for rib injuries, and they're meant to heal over four to six weeks. Yeah. So the fact for us two weeks later to be talking about him getting pulled out of a pre-match squad for a rib injury is like, well, he's clearly come back before he's fully healed. He might be feeling fit and that thing, and he wants to play. But there's a responsibility for the club to go maybe just another week or yeah. maybe just a little bit more, and that's where the line's got to be right, and that's where the club and the manager have to take it. And I, I think that actual situation comes down to it being unfortunate, right? Because he probably thought he's a goalkeeper, he can play through it, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, no I've, got, I've got it. And that's possibly the sensible thing. We might see him back after the international break mm. um, because he's pulled out of that. And I bloody hope we do because if we're staying Doctor. up, we need him. <laughs> we need him. But yeah, I'd give him a contract if we can make the right terms of deal. He speaks honestly, the kind of keeper I want. Can't say any more than that. Kieran yeah. Westwood is still a quality keeper, even at his age. If we can, if we can keep him even for half a season yeah. in League One, he would be an asset to us. So I want him to sign. Last sort of thing on that one. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to talk on to... these ones. I reckon. Yeah, they they shouldn't be too. Uh, shouldn't be too lengthy these ones. Josh Windass spat with Pelopessi. We said we'd talk about it. This is obviously very different. I'm glad we waited until after the Barnsley match yeah. and didn't just put the Barnsley stuff in because it's influenced this whole podcast now. Um, a lot of fans were angry with Josh Windass, myself included, right? I was quite, my backup was put. Yeah, we all, uh, we all were. This. 
Yeah, because he had a spat with Pelopessi. Um, it's sort of a sign of disharmony in the dressing room. It, it was on TV, right? We we could have we had a one on one right in front of the goalkeeper with yeah. Pelopessi. And yes, Pelopessi isn't a prime Ronaldo, right? By, by no means, but he could he had the better chance. He had the of better opportunity. Windus tried to take it on with a defender in front of him yeah. from the edge of the box. He tried to put it in when we are desperate for a goal, right? When he, all he has to do is pass it. He's just has to square it yeah. like he did at Barnsley to Rhodes. He squares it to Pelopessi and Pelopessi's got a one-on-one onside. Great yeah. positioning. So Pelopessi's sort of like after the challenge, clearly gone, excuse me. Can I have the ball? What are you doing? And he said... He turns around, and I'll, I'll obviously not say this on the camera. He goes, shut your m- mouth. I can say mouth. <laughs> 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 um, so he turns around and says that. That's what the lip sync was. We obviously didn't hear it, but it, yeah. it's pretty obvious that's what he said. And people say, oh, maybe he pointed it at the Norwich player. The way he was looking, the Norwich players already walked past, he so that must have Pelopessi. been a Pelopessi. So but we like, go on today. I think something got said on Monday. With more, more say, come on, more. If the thing's there, go for it. And you look at him today, he played some great balls. He was less selfish today. He played more mm. for the team. So I think it's done and dusted. It is what it is. And I think it's a passion for Which is really now. annoying because that would have been a hell of a breakout. And now it's not going to be a breakout now because you love drama topics, right? Yeah. You, you keep saying, why Why do you, you post those ones? And I'm like, because if you look at them compared to the other breakouts well. we do, they do better, right? <laughs> uh, but it's not going to be a breakout now, I don't think, that one. Because it's uh, Joey... Joey is a deserved more respect from his teammate there. Yep. Um, Windass was in the wrong, yep. but his if we can see it continue with his Barnsley performance, it was very much less a selfish performance because the thing is, Windass has got that striker mentality and he's got the ability, but he doesn't always back up the ability. Right. No. So you cannot have that prima donna sort of striker mentality if you are not bagging all the time, and we we are not in a situation where you can be selfish. Right. If you are part of this team and you are fighting, if there is a better chance, lay it off and let Pelopessi try and score that one on one because you get a you get a point. At yeah. that point in the game, we could have potentially got the three points, you know? Yeah. So not acceptable. Seems to be seems to have booked his ideas up a little bit for Barnsley. We'll see if it continues. One we monitor because Windass is still in contract. He mm. is attracting if this becomes a more developing story, we'll talk about it, but apparently he's uh, attracting more interest around for next season, but he is one we've got in contract, and I think Windass's pay Windass's pace, Punk, would be very, uh, very well utilized in League One, especially. And for me, he is our yeah. He's a great second striker it that does all the legwork. If you want to go down to League One, though, the Wigan situation was a case of Wigan a, a needed the cash, and B there was a falling out with the club. Well, he's he's in contract, so oh, yeah. he's unless he's got a relegation release, which still means we get some money because they usually are, are tied yeah. to a fee. If he's, if he's not down with us, he's getting... The thing is, though... To we've be got fair, the... if, he, if he signed that contract at the start of the season with us knowing we're on minus 12... Yeah. I think... That's, that's the only thing that worries me, that that might be the reason he's got a relegation release yeah. clause. So there is that side of it as well. But yeah, yeah, it's over with. Let's not see it again. It's not nice to see it between our players. I was not happy at the time. I don't think a lot of fans were. Let's We're in this situation. Let's not eat each other alive. The fan base is already doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, this I'm not even going to mention now. Not we we were talking. We will we will briefly mention it. It's not going to be a full topic. We were looking that Birmingham were looking for that new manager bounce because Birmingham appoint uh, Sat Karanka appointed Lee Bauer 
Uh, it was highly relevant for Wednesday if they put a run together, but they've been... Oh, they, they did they play Watford, though, didn't they, today? Yeah, they got bumped 3-0 versus Watford. Yeah, so there is still that side that Lee Bauer might be... Is it Bauer, they may, Boyer? Um, they may do... You're asking me, what the hell? They might put... Uh, sorry, I keep doing it. They <laughs> might put a... They might put a run together. Do you not like just, me or something? Do you want me to make mistakes with how I I'm, No, I'm, honestly, mate, I'm just, I'm just in the flow of it. Um... <laughs> We said it, it could be highly relevant to Wednesday if they put together a run of fixtures. The he only got problem is, m- if a 3-0 happens like this after a week where they get a win and then a 3-0, are they going to go back to, you know what, down to... What they were before, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this out of any disrespect for Birmingham. I need them no. to tank. Wednesday need them to tank. We need this to be an unsuccessful uh, appointment. Uh, he's got limited managerial experience if you're looking at the years on his CV, but he has had a promotion, but he's also failed to keep uh, Char- uh, Charlton in the... Pre- uh, suffered relegation with Charlton. So pre- yeah. promotion with Charlton from League One, but also a relegation. So this could ca- kind of go either way, and we've seen that with with their yeah. results under him. His win percentage was 40% with Charlton, though. So in his limited time as a manager, he's done all right. Darren Moore's also sort of a curveball, isn't yeah. he? Because he's not got that much. So I think it's very much a Darren Moore sort of, sort of signing. They've done the same yeah. thing we've done, basically. But they're hoping that they can get that bump to keep them there because they've got more chance than we yeah. have. Hopefully, hopefully from a Wednesday perspective, not from a Birmingham perspective, obviously. So apologies, Birmingham fans, if you're listening to this. I know some neutrals uh, listen to this as well. Um, hopefully, hopefully from a Wednesday perspective, it does... The 3-0 does derail them and they've, yep. they're filled with no confidence and Wednesday can actually claw the way out of this because it's horrific <laughs> at the minute. Yeah. Okay. Injury update. As we enter, enter an international break, we thought it might be a good idea to talk about Wednesday's injury situation. There's also, looking at this injury list, you actually think we wouldn't be in this situation if these players hadn't picked up injuries. You, you wouldn't think nope. so. Okay. Because we did a our best 11 sort of thing last week and I said, isn't Dunkley injured? And you were like, no, he's not. He is. He is now. Yeah, yeah, so so it's he, almost. As I if think he put on. Felt it. Yeah, it can't can't what to think. He put online that he was fit, and then Moore said he's not. So it's like, more, I wonder if he's just trying to not say take that he was. He was just waiting for the official thing for the manager to go. No, I'm injured. So uh, it's, it's sort of a it, you've put here that it's a soft muscle or hamstring or something. Yeah, it's hamstring that's gone. Hamstring for Dunkley. So we can expect him back fairly soon, but not to not. Not too soon. He might. That might be one that comes back after the in, an international yeah. break. Obviously, he's been immense at the back at like Wickham and things like that. He is a he is a blow for us to be out. And we, the one positive for Che Dunkley coming back in is he gives us that centre back cover. In my yeah. opinion, Lee's had a good game against Barnsley, but Lee's yeah. is also. I'd put him in for Lee's for me, um, if you can. And then you've got Lee's as part of the squad. We'll see what Darren Moore does. Massimo Luongo is expected back in April. Yeah, it was meant um, to be sooner. He had a, another blow halfway through his recovery, but apparently now looking like April up now. That's not the worst thing in the world when Pelopessi's playing really well because he'd be fighting with Pelopessi for that spot, yeah. but more pressure and more people coming back on board. By April, obviously, this is this is well into it then. Um, in fairness, the international break, we are running up to April. So mm. he coming back into that squad in crunch time, that's the best time to come in. Juice Van Aken's expected back late March. I expect to not see him utilise that much, though, because he nope. is off. Okay? Yeah, he's already said and, he's going. And I think at this point, if if um, if he doesn't need to use him, more won't use him. You, Let, Shaw was not in the squad today. No, he wasn't, was he? 
um, and he's he's off. And that was something that was quite telling because he has been in and around the squads. But I think with the win at Barnsley, we might not see Shaw in the squad again. Uh, he, he he chose youth players as well. Mm, he chose other he young academy players over Shaw today. So that's an interesting sign. Um, Moses Adebayo, expected back April. So that's more fullback options. Hopefully he comes back and he's the Adebayo that he was just before he got injured rather than the Adebayo he was earlier in the season because yeah. he had a mistake in him and a penalty giveaway in him. But yeah, yeah coming back for that fight in April could be a good one. We don't know when Cameron Dawson's coming back, but I'd I'd care about Westwood coming back more. Yeah, obviously we can add Westwood to this now because yeah. when we wrote this, Westwood wasn't there. Westwood, hopefully, he, unless he severely injured his ribs when he played in um, against um, Huddersfield, Huddersfield. Unless he's actually to seriously set back his injury, we possibly will see him back after the international break. So that is a positive, a definite positive, because he can he he can play football. He can be a goalkeeper that doesn't fill me with absolute terror. So that'd be nice to see. And then we've got Dominic Iorfa, who is expected back in preseason. And I want to look at... technically Hutch as well, but we don't know what's going on there. Yeah, we Hutch could have started. I think Hutch is one, they're just going to let it, it was going to be a last minute thing if it was done, but I think they made the right decision by letting him just wait it out and yeah. just see what he's like after the international break. Yeah, so he's not played, to, I think that's a sensible thing, we we managed to get the win as well, so mm. Hutchinson should be back after the international break hopefully and that'll be good. What I, what I want to talk about here is look at that injury list and I just look at Dominic Iorfa, just stands out like expected back yeah. pre-season. The, we wouldn't, surely we would not be in this position no. with him in that defence. Che Dunkley and Domi Orford, the way they play. They would be ideal. I, I hope we get to see them, but I don't think we will. Well, do, I think, I think, I think Dominic Orford will come back for us for pre-season. The, another club will be scouting him, assess his fitness and be like, we'll have a bit of that. Yeah. You know, and, and we could we'll get probably... quite a bit of caffeine. I think we only got him for 200k. Yeah, I reckon we'll probably get about two mil for him, which mm. is complete, vastly under what he's worth. Um, if you look at going out on a free. on his day, but it is better than him going for free. He could be one that helps us build a squad. What an absolute dude would he be if he actually played in that league? But if you if if you think about it, Domi Orford was only coming into our consciousness this season, really, because before we were like he was an unproven. Um, also, I know a couple of Wolves fans quite also, well. They said he was highly rated, but we didn't. They didn't obviously see enough. But also remember, I always say this when it comes to contract. It's similar with Westwood. He admitted he's just about to have another kid soon. I also just become a dad for the first time. Sometimes situations where they are, they like to stay where they are just to have mm. a bit of community, the support kind of thing. You don't know what he built up around Sheffield that his support is for him. Definitely. So for him, it could be you know what my missus is happy here. I've got a little, and I don't really want to move half right now. I'll just stay and carry on. Yeah, I think sometimes see, stuff going on off the pitch can sometimes change how it is. And let's see, let's see if that's the case because I would love him to stay. And um, he's obviously doesn't need to sign a contract because he's in contract. Which yeah. is, uh, thank God he's not Lovely. going on a free. Um, but uh, yeah, it could be one that's off, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to skip the, the the task we've got ahead of us because there's a bit of positivity today. We don't want to yep. talk about this. We already briefly talked about the uh, the points facing us yeah. and the fact that we've got to claw our way out of this. We all know the situation. The Rotherham games in hand, if they actually find a run, that's going to be an issue for us. But let's get to your guys' say and get to the community topics. Love this part. As yep. always, if you don't know what this part is, you can go over to the community tab every week. Um, 
you just click my channel and go across. There's little tabs and you click community. So dexterity box, click the name, click community. That's where I post all this. Just check that every couple of times a week. And I usually post it a couple of days before the podcast goes out because I usually forget and go, oh, can you get your To be fair, I've only recently got that feature and I keep forgetting it's there. I think I've used it three times and then I go, oh yeah, there's that. Well, I don't don't spam it. I genuinely use it for, I don't, if you want to follow me like for my spam, follow my Twitter because that's when I talk about everything. But my community tab is stuff directly involving how you guys can get involved. Yeah. So the first one is from Captain Nat, a regular in the community tab and the streams. Is there another team that you watch out for or their results? Well, watch out for their results. Two. Uh, Celtic. And the other one, I always look out for my hometown, which is Donny. I always check out what they're doing because I've got Donny mates and it's always good to have a bit of banter and see what they're doing. And if that happens next year and they're still in League One or something, I do look out for them because I've got Donny mates. And sometimes I am a Sheffield Wednesday fan, but I, I grew up in Donny. Yeah, but I was going to say, you've got to be really careful with this one on a Wednesday podcast. My first, <laughs> my first game was a Wednesday game. So I was a Wednesday night. And I think mm. if I didn't become a Wednesday night, my grandma would have killed me because my grandma and granddad both live, lived on the same street where Bramwell Lane is. And they both lived at opposite end, but they never knew each other properly. And then they got to 16, knew each other. And I remember getting told saying, there's only one team you're supporting in that Sheffield went. If you wear that other side, I am going to disown you. No, that's a good So one. I, and I, I was scared of my grandma. She had a walking stick. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting side. For me, it's, uh, I've, my best mate's a Liverpool fan. So I always keep an eye out for Liverpool because we always talk about football. Um, he was, he was sort of like, the big times in Wednesday was when man and his friendship had sort of like, we just, we all we were talking about is football. So it's yeah. kind of ever since then, there's been this, he looks out for Wednesday, I look out for uh, Liverpool. Um, I keep an eye on Huddersfield results because I've got a lot of extended sort of family that are into Huddersfield and I just want to know if I'm going to be in for some grief. Mm. Um, I... I always watch Spurs games because I've always said if I was a plastic, I'd be a Spurs fan as well. That's really weird. I said that as well. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I've and I just like, I like I, at the minute, I love Harry Kane and I like Mourinho and I like Bale. Mm. So Spurs is a good thing to watch for me. Um, but yeah, uh, I think what would be really interesting for us to do one day, a topic that I thought would be cool, is we have then got a pick. We're not, this is, not plastic like, and we don't obviously like go, but we have got to pick a team that we support from every league. Oh, that's not bad. And then we keep it like because that I did that. You, <laughs> I picked a um, I picked a German team when you know when lockdown came back. Yeah, and I was like, there's no football but the bloody Jump Bundesliga. Is here. Well, this so, is the thing. I already had a German team. My German who? team for years have been Borussia Dortmund. Ever since yeah. I was like ten. They've Funnily been my enough, German team. I picked Borussia Dortmund. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'd be on the same page on that one. It wasn't because of the Sancho League. It's because I always, um, when we uh, when I was at uni, where we used to play this, uh, you know the FIFA randomised game where yes. you do like, you, you, you randomise it up. And if I ever hit Bundesliga and I got to choose, I'd always pick Dortmund. There was just always, I just always really there's liked something. the kit. Yeah. And you know, there's something about the club and I thought it was cool. So yeah, I think the it'd other- be a good way for us to... 
Do that the other day. team I have to look out for, I have to look out for Forest results because my uncle's a Nottingham Forest fan and I'm dreading when we play them because I'm going to get loads of rubbish. Uh, well, I actually I actually quite like Forest. Um, that's the thing. Where I... Uh, uh, places where I grew up and 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 frequented it was and family as well. I could have gone Forest or Wednesday, mm. um, but I had heavy influence on the Wednesday side. And to be honest, it could go either. You could be like, "Do I want to be a Wednesday fan? Do I want to be?" Because we both had the equal levels of yeah. crap, haven't we? <laughs> so it's not like I picked the better one over that. But for me, I've always been glad that I've been a Wednesday fan, even though it's so painful sometimes. Well, I, I had it the other day. I was speaking to my little girl and said. Who do you want to support? Celtic or Sheffield Wednesday? And she went, Peppa Pig. Good choice. <laughs> well, actually, I did discover um, some family history the other day. And now I have actually genuinely got another team that I'm checking out for the results for. Oh, yeah. Um, because I've got, I'm, 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 I'm got quite a lot of Scottish in me, right? right, in terms of history. And my granddad, I didn't find this out properly because I was, I was a little one when he passed. Um, and he was a massive Hibs fan. Oh, right. So I am now, even though, even though just for the Celtic thing, I wanted to wind up and, and follow Rangers results. Um, <laughs> I do like what Gerard's doing at Rangers yeah. at the minute, in fairness. But um, I'm, I do think if I'm going to do some stuff with Scottish teams, I think it's going to have to be Hibs now because of my granddad and that side of things. So there is, yeah. I'm, I'm very close to, to family lines being Hibs fans, apparently. Oh, right. So that's interesting. All fun. That's what got me thinking about that. That's a great question, Captain. Now, when we're talking about the different things that we want to talk about, Perfect I like example. that sort of thing. It gives us a bit of a curveball and variance. Okay. Um, I did actually keep a, a, a Darren Moore thing in. It was from Phil Carpenter. He was talking, questioning his confidence in Darren Moore. We did answer that a little bit yeah. earlier on, so I am going to sort of skip across that one it was a very long and a very thought out piece thank you very much for writing it in much but now it. with the win it's kind of changed some things and, and we have already said that we think darren moore is um is the right is doing the right thing the way he's setting the team up yeah. and it's just a case of it was down for the players for me the next one is from john gallagher john gallagher and says, do you think it's the worst time in history to be a fan? Obviously a Wednesday fan, I think. Can't think of any lower point than this. I know we went down to League One before, but this just seems worse. It I also asked this on the Talking Wednesday Twitter, at Talking Wed, yeah. because um, It all me, depends on your age and what year you start supporting Wednesday. Yeah, it does. Go on for you, give me your for, opinion. For me, for me, it was the Dave Allen years. It was when we just got relegated. And for context uh, for the younger fans, when was that? Oh, Jesus Christ, now you're asking. I think it was just before Milan kind of got the club. And what happened? I'm, I'm so going to try and Dave, give you more context. Dave, what happened so, under him? And... So basically, Dave Allen had the club and he was blaming the fans. And we had, I think at one point, there were shares in the club and they were controlling interest by other things, with, with what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't very nice. The fan base was toxic. It, it's very similar to now, but not as bad, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the only reason why it's not as bad is because Chancery doesn't speak to us that much. But there were yeah. press conferences and stuff. And I am from the era of when, when we were in the Premiership, like 97, 98, where we'd gone down. When it was uh, the Premiership yeah. and you were actually calling it the right thing. Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, but from that kind of era, and we had Richardson owning, but people have told me when I said about it, 
when people said me, so, and other people go, you weren't here in the 70s. It was bad in the 70s. I was like, well, I was born in 1887, so don't know 70s. I need to go read a book on it. <laughs> well, it's uh, that's thanks for sharing that, Jake. Yeah. We've got the uh, side from Twitter. Ben says 100% because I asked, is this the worst Wednesday side you've seen? If not, which one was it? It's a bit different to the, uh, is this the lowest time ever? But in terms of the team, Ben says, 100%, I see no heart, no fight, no desire, no creativity. I would love to see the amount of touches our keepers have had this season. Wouldn't be surprising if it's more than our entire outfield squad put together. Ben, uh, another Ben. So we had uh, Ben Brown there, and now we've got Ben Goddard. I don't think so on paper, but it's the weakest for men- mental strength and graph for me. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Christian Adams says, 2002-3 was bad, but they gave a lot more effort than these mm. lot currently. Um, for me, until today, because I've got that little bit of adrenaline uh, from the, because we recorded this just after the Barsley one, as we said, uh, for me, it's the most disconnected I've felt in a long time to the club. Yeah. And I'm covering it every week. You know, we're talking about yeah. it every week. So I would still watch the football, but for, I think this is a time where I'd be able to take a step back from football normally if I wasn't doing the Talking Wednesday podcast and yeah. we weren't obviously so involved in it, it would be a nice point to be able to just go, you know what? I'm not having to pay my money at the minute because there's, a, you know, all this. I'm not going. I'm not having to go and put up with it. We're locked in. I'm not doing this to myself, mm. you know? And part of that, part of being in it, and be, I always say that and then come match day, I'm there. That's the issue with me, right? And I think that's a lot of Wednesday fans yeah. and that's what a lot of what of us feel. But yes, I've never felt as disconnected as this. Yeah. I was younger when we got relegated, though. So what year? Did I, you, what what season was that? Was that when Palace relegated us? Mm. I remember that. I was. But sat, I also I was I, sat on the stairs at an old place we rented. And I was like, oh, for God's sake! I do also remember how close that was, though. Mm. And I also remember us feeling there was a bit more fight there. Yeah. Right. Um. And we're, we're talking Darren Perth days, aren't we? Yeah. 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 If you think my sort of start of a Wednesday fan was just before the uh, the uh, it was the season before or the season running into the uh, playoff final, yeah, yeah, Cardiff. So I've seen as being relegated. Uh, I sort of was chucked in at the deep end as a Wednesday fan, as this is the crap and this is what you've got, right? And I didn't care because I was a kid and I was growing up and it was all that. But for me now, yes, it is because it's also a case of it's a, it's a it's a land of broken promises. My only hope is after this international break, we can come back round and show me some passion. There is, there is positive signs in there. I've got to look at that side as well. And Barry Bannon is one of them. He was screaming off the ball. He screams off the ball in like after three minutes because he's so frustrated that the club are in this position. He's like, yeah. we're not even like disadvantaged in the match and he's screaming at people and he's screaming yeah. at the ref. And you know, you can tell how there is players in there that make it seem like, yes, I'm not fully disconnected from it, but I have felt very detached from the overall sort of vibe of the club. And the fact that there was a, until Westwood spoke out, there was a reluctance to talk about even the mm. potential of a drop and all these fans have been left in limbo. And I feel like that is something from the, the, uh, as we said last week, from these supporter group things. And I think they were disappointed in themselves uh, in the the response they got, sorry, yeah. and they were, and there was a lot of dis- disappointment in that that there was no talks, there more was no communication answers. just need from the club a little bit yeah. more. 
instead Look, of blanket. We are in a very. I know it's very case saying we'll talk about that when it happens, but we, it would help us to know that we are going to be in a positive position when we drop, rather than us speculating on it. Yeah. Okay. So that. I do feel that. Thanks for bringing that up, John. <laughs> Obviously, we're on a high, and now we've gone back down to the disconnected low. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it it has felt like that recently. Uh, big topic this one as well. The big topic from the community ta- uh, tab. It's from Luke Barron, and Luke right. Barron gave us like bullet points, and they were all very good. We might go back to your original comment originally, but I'm going to go for the first one up there for today. And which contracts would you renew now? and why and i'd be interested to see i'm gonna let you go first but i'm gonna read you and you guys the current out of contract players so it's reach well, on, westwood why don't you read out the current and i'll say yes or no <laughs> yeah but i'd like to give us some more go depth on. as well so we'll read yeah, them out on. so we'll go reach westwood lees harris kachunga Urigidi, rhodes adabajo pelapesi van aiken who's off so that one doesn't count yeah. penny bannon hunt render Wardock and Hughes. Didn't include Shaw because he's already off. Yeah. So it's not really changed apart from Banner's now signed a contract from when we did that 19 out of players contract thing. If you had to pick two players in that, I'll tell you what, let's go three players. Three players. Who are you desperate to re-sign? Or give us your number one. Who is, out of all of those, if you had to sign one player, who would you sign? Uh, problem because it's a joint number one. It's Yorogidi and Westwood. No, 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 no. you got to pick. Uh... So Urigidi and Westwood in your top three. Okay, who else? Who else makes your top three? I say Palafesi. Right, that's big call considering there's the likes of Reach, Harris, Rhodes on there, uh, Kachunga, obviously. Interesting. Um, May- so who makes you number one? Urigidi. Okay. I think there's I think there's a talent there that we need to keep an eye on and. If we tie down to a good contract, like we said in the past, if he goes down to leave one, we could make some money on him. And I don't like the idea of selling players, but we don't do it. And we need to start running the club, how a football club should be run. That There's a talent there. You put a good contract. So, so when a premiership team does come, you go, hi, here's the player we want. By the way, there's a 15% sell-on fee if he does really well. And if he goes to like Manchester United, not saying that he would, but you know what I mean? Yeah. In no, a business yeah. sense. Westwood um, and then Pelopesi. Okay, so for me, my top three. Mm, Hard. It is because I really want to put Rhodes in there with his yeah, recent so, form in so League do One. I. It's a hard. Okay, hard I'll go. Decision. I'll give you my top three. Job. For me, the top one is Westwood right. because of what he brings for our defense. Yep. Even though I can see very, very valid arguments and so much of me wants to put Irrigidi at the top. Irrigidi's second, but a very close second. Yeah. Because because Irrigidi is one of those that I like. Yeah, we can get another fullback in and still have the, the defensive strength that Westwood brings us in that line. Even though Irrigidi is obviously somebody mm. I want us to tie down and make money on and, and actually be in this squad. And then... Oh, is it the same three? It probably is. Is it? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's boring, isn't it? But I don't want to do it just for the sake of like being like, oh, well, it's got to be different because it doesn't have to be different because if it's on there. Because <sighs> the thing I've got is reach. Yes, because I'm looking player. at money as well here, by the yeah. way. I'm looking at money. That's why, because part of me would go, well, Rhodes then. 
but I'm looking at money and I'm going to go Pelopessi because I think he'd be a, the quality he's got and the way he's come on, he's more essential for me. If I was looking at it and go, who would I re-sign fully? And it was money wasn't as much of an issue. The ones I'd keep would be Westwood, Harris, Kachunga, Urigidi, Rhodes, Pelopessi and Reach. I'd let Adabajo go because he's injuries. Yeah. Um, but the I ones that I realistically that. think we should focus on, realistically, they actually extends. The ones that I think we could actually have a job, uh, a hand in signing, and I think the club should work on, are Westwood, yep. Pelopessi. Yep. Put an actual adult contract in front of Irigidi, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kachunga a year. Decent, yep. n- not too much money wide. Um, Harris the same, but if Harris is on too much, he can go. And then if you can reduce Rhodes' wages, we've seen him coming on form. League One, he'd rip it apart, that link up with Bannon. I yeah. really want to see it. I don't think I'll see it. See if you can get a reduced deal for Rhodes. The Rhodes one will be, will be interesting because you're showing that Moore does like him a lot. Mm. And it's it kind of one of those things, if you can turn around and say, look, you're going to... It could be a case if we turn around and say, look, you're going to play 13 football, you're going to play. That's something he's yeah. not done in ages. He might I'm go. also for, I'm foreseeing the comments going, Rose has only just got good, and I get that, right? Yeah. It's funny that I get grief for giving for like put not putting Rhodes in my sides and things like that that I suggest. When up until this season, I was the one banging the drum for Rhodes and getting told he's finished. Yeah. Right. So we're probably gonna get the other end of that now. But yeah, if you can get him on a reduced term, I very much see that side of it as well, Jake. Tell him he's going to play. Make him feel special because he yeah. he can be a special poacher. And a year in League One, he could get us back out of it with his goals. Oh God, yeah, especially with Bannon being around. And again, it's another one to think we don't know what things are like family wise. Yeah, it, you've got to remember when some footballers you may not want them to sign, but they sign because the kids are set off where they are. They don't want to be away from the family. This world we're in as well is going to change a lot. Yeah, in a weird way because yes, they're going to be able to still jet off places and do all of that. But there is places, there's players that have set down roots when they weren't planning on it. There's players that are going to realize that importance with their family and not having to like. There's going to be a lot of that in it, and so there's also going to be a lot see. of clubs that can't afford the deals that they want. Yeah, a lot of football now is going to be changed with how much they can do. Some cl- there's already t- there's already talks of some clubs putting themselves a virtual salary cap in, so they know mm. what they're doing. It'd be it'd be a good way forward. It'd be a good way to. It's a, in a lot of ways this lockdown period has made a lot of people realize what is important, and also realize where they've got a lot of holes in their life, mm. and that's been really bad for some people. And I and I I see that side of it, but it's. It's taken a lot of people time to step back and reflect on going, well, how reliant was I on all of these things? If now, yeah. like, obviously people's mental states in different situations and things like that. I've got friends who were like so reliant on the social scene and they realized yeah, how much it, just going and sitting in a pub was them. You know, it yeah. made up so much of what they are and what they, and it's a case of like, I, I've, it's been hard to see people realize that they want more and they've got to look for more, you know, and. I know, I know a lot of people who sat down and gone. That's how much I'm spending now. They they have a savings account because they. That's can't the go out. that's the positive. That's the positive yeah. side of it. Yeah. Um. The the negative side of it is obviously people realise that actually no, that's why I want to spend my life. You know, I want to yeah. do this. I want to, and that was me. And you've taken away what was me. But there is the side of it that people go, oh, I was sitting still a little bit. You know, yeah. and I'm kind, I'm kind, I'm kind of in the middle on that one. I was uh, I was kind of like really my way away from the social side of things anyway and focusing on stuff anyway. But part of it has got actually, no, do you know what? I actually want to go out and do some more stuff because uh, there's a lot of, uh, 
that when you when you're told you can't go and travel and do things like that, I'm like, you want to go do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not in the childish way, but in the in the fact that like, I was like, I've worked hard to this point to be like, once I, I finish uni and stuff, I did, I wasn't a party kid at uni. I wanted to go and do. Yeah. To stuff be fair, afterwards. I'm really thankful that we bought our house in 2019 and not yeah. 2020. We were close to having a 2020 completion. I was like, I am so glad we had this then because it would have been a nightmare. Mm. Now, and a lot of people have found themselves in that as well. This is also another good way of saying just like, if you are in one of those situations, uh, I hope you've had time to think. But also, if you feel like you've achieved nothing in lockdown, that lockdown was right. probably just not suited to your lifestyle. For all, all I don't right. feel like... You don't have to have been able to bait the best thread ever. If your no. lockdown has been bad and you've not... You don't anything, have to have... We have started a podcast, but you don't have to have started a podcast or things no. like that. We've done that out of like, you know, it's a case of... I still feel like I could have done a lot more and I'm, I, I, I get at myself for that. I'm like, you could have done this. You could have, you could have not just done, because I'm working on some music at the minute. I was like, you could have done more. You could have done this. You could have done that. Uh, and I'm like, well, I couldn't actually because th- I rely on things that I haven't currently got available in, in restrictions. But yeah. you've got it. I still feel like I could have pushed myself more. And I think a lot of people are feeling that and just don't be so hard on yourselves. But yeah, yeah. thank you, Luke Barron, for, 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 for a contract. Yeah. Talk about contracts, bringing us on to, <laughs> to the world of life. And that is it for the Wednesday portion of this show. Now, this is a pilot for something brand new. Okay. So over the summer, there's t- uh, Talking Wednesday might go bi-weekly, depending on what it is. And yes. what we might do is we might do an episode a week or every couple of, because it's a short tournament, so it'll probably be weekly. If you're not English, I apologise. We are both. Obviously, I've got a lot. I've I've got I've got sentiment for Scotland and things like that. But if it comes yeah. down to it, I'm sorry. I'm taking the English side. Sorry, or half of my family. But uh, it's I'll probably get a Scotland shirt though at some point. I do I do like Scotland's kits. There is something they about are Scotland's nice, aren't kit. They? Yeah, they are. Um, I'd also be eligible to play for Scotland, so that's a point. <laughs> um, so I've got that if England crash out of the groups. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to so, 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 so you are the Liam Palmer, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, no. Obviously, this is it. I, England through and through, like, yep. um, talking England is something that we're going to try and bring into this podcast. We're tagging it to this bit because we basically want to talk to you guys about England. Okay, so talking England will be uh, part of this podcast in the summer that we try out and hopefully that's something that the English watchers or even just the neutral watchers of this podcast will like so we wanted to talk about Gareth Southgate's 26 in, uh, 26 man England squad that is announced for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers as obviously we also we're starting to get signs of who he might pick for the summer tournaments and I think this is his last chance to look at some players yeah. so for goal for goalkeepers he's got Dean Henderson Sam Johnson Nick Pope for defenders, he's got Bill Ch- Ben Chilwell, Bill, who's Bill, <laughs> Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Rhys James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. Midfielders, Jude Bellingham, which is quite a call-up. Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard returns, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, James- and James Ward-Prowse. And then forwards, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling, and Ollie, Ollie Watkins. Watkins. Now, Grealish is apparently injured, things like that. What about Sancho? I don't, he's the one that I see sat on that Sancho's injured as well. He played. So, right, the, bigger play mission, the bigger missions from this are the, are the players that are like the Ben Mees of the world and things like mm. that. Premier League clubs wondering why their best English player isn't in the squad. And it's, for me, it's because we've already got enough cover. Yeah. 
the interesting thing for me is if Grealish is injured, I want to see him in this side because Southgate in the past for me is underutilized him. So yeah, this 26-man squad doesn't mean too much to me. Is there any players that you think have missed the cut here that could have gone in? And I'll tell you if they're injured. I don't, I don't see why John don't do it. That's the one I don't get in yet. Right, okay, it. you do not follow the Prem enough. Okay. John Stones. Have they been good this year? John Stones. Right, okay. When we do the Talk in England podcast, I'm going to make sure Jake is on form with this. I have just thrown him on it today, yes. just for the record. John Stones, I watch the Premier League constantly. I, um, I watch he is a lot of it, but I don't fire. get a chance to watch it as much as I used to. He is arguably... At the minute, on current form, the best English defender we have got. Fair enough. The centre-back we have got. He's scoring goals, and he is part of a very successful Man City side. He has taken his career from not being in the England setup at all, mm. falling out of it, to recapturing his form for Man City, one of the, one of the most successful clubs in the world at the minute, and look at the calibre of players they've got that he's keeping out. Again. Yeah, Premier and then... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then you've got him scoring goals on top of that, coming back into this side. For me, John Stones is the current current first choice centre back yeah. on that sheet. And then you potentially you probably you probably have to put Harry Maguire in there as well. Mm. Okay. But John Stones and Harry Maguire would be a good centre back pairing. You've also got Tyrone Mings who can do a job. He's been solid. Uh, Eric Dyer's been included in defence because he's been playing centre back Somebody a lot. There. Connor Missing Cody's another one. Midfielder. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about. Um, there was people wondering why the there was talks about like Antonio not getting called up, things like things like that. But if you look at our, let's look at our forwards now. So we've got Dominic Calvert Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling, and Ollie Watkins. Oh, who was the Patrick Bamford? People were in uproar that Patrick Bamford hadn't been mm. called up yet again. I think he's seeing what Ollie Watkins has got, and I think Patrick Bamford will be on the fringes of it. Yeah. But you've got... If you're playing Harry Kane, are you playing Ollie Watkins or Patrick Bamford over them? Because for me, Patrick Bamford also offers something more like what Harry Kane does than what Ollie Watkins does to the game. Yeah. So I'm actually... And obviously Dominic Calvert-Lewin's there as well. It was... And... I think Bamford will get his England. T- Hopefully, he'll get his England I, time I in because he's doing well come, on that I think he'll side. get. I think he'll come in to it. He'll but be I, in the squad for the tournament. For me, I think they've. I think they've picked the right forwards. Yeah. I think Southgate's done it there. There's obviously some questions around Southgate of 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 uh, will he be able to actually test his metal properly at this tournament? It's a big one. The midfielders. There's a big call up for Jude Bellingham there. I don't know enough about Jude Bellingham, so I'm really interested to I see. Ne- him on I know he's been. I know he's been ripping it up in Germany, and he has been doing well. He got a good number of hits, and he's looking very good. So I just wonder if it's one of those ones where he's doing well there. The doubt of what he's doing and gone. Yeah, you know what? Let's give you a chance. Yeah, Phil. Well, he's obviously been in the young, uh, the uh, the youth setup as well yes. for England. Phil Foden is one that's been in the youth setup and is now. If you've you, yet again, you said you've not seen much of Man City. Man City's uh, Phil Foden is just is becoming the player it, we thought nice he might to, become. It's nice to see that Phil Foden is finally getting this recognition. Yeah, though, because he's, I, he's been needed for a while. He scored a goal the other week. I forgot who it was against, but you'll know the goal if you've been watching that match. Mm. It, it's just like. The power and precision on it and the way he beats... He, the fact that he's English is a great sign because we yeah. don't have many English players like Phil Foden at the minute. Lingard's got a recall on form. 
Yeah, because yeah. he had been superb for West Ham. He's been really on it. The one thing I want to... Ba- the reason I included this is because it's just us talking about this and you've probably heard people talking about it is because people have been saying and giving Gareth Southgate stick for not including people on form Right, the the sorry, the the managers in the past have gone. Why don't you pick players on form? Why do you always pick Wayne Rooney? Because it's Wayne Rooney, you know. Yeah. And you could say this for Harry Kane, but Harry Kane's actually been one of the only informed players in that Tottenham squad when they've been going through bad spells. He makes things happen. Gareth Southgate is a man that picks on form. He has got his faults, yeah. but this is a prime example. This lineup here is picking players on form. I, I don't lit- see. I can literally Eric Dyer maybe this. maybe the, is more of a useful player. I see the team, I see the players. I'm like, there's going to be some managers who are ripping their hair out, going, "Oh God, why are you playing him? Why no, don't take him," and hoping and sweating that they don't get injured. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Trent, uh, the bigger mission, Trent Alexander Arnold here. Ah, who was yes. apparently yes, this is the one. I didn't put this in. I don't know why I didn't put this in. I think. It slipped my mind because I automatically assumed he'd be in. That's a big one because this talking about picking off form, Trent Alexander-Arnold is finding his form again. But mm. this season, there's a lot of talk. Why have they picked? Well, Wan-Bissaka's not in here either. I think he's got an injury. But there's Kyle Walker and Kieran Trippier. Kyle Walker also has played centre-back and obviously Chilwell, Reese yeah. James in there. The fullbacks. Trent Alexander-Arnold, for me, on his day, is the best fullback we have got. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But he, that Liverpool side are struggling at the minute, so I think it's also going to be a case of he's best to stay at Liverpool, come back for the tournament, get his form back. I think he's going to be in there, and I think he's going to be involved. I think people are making a big deal of it, and I understand that, but let's see Let's see what the other guys can do. If Gareth Southgate's always going to say he's going to pick on form, he's, then he's got to pick on form. He's got to do it, yeah. He's got to do it. And obviously, uh, Jordan Pickford's out, so we're probably going to see Dean Henderson. It'll be Dean Henderson. Give it a go. I'd like. I'd actually like to see us try a different goalkeeper in every match. We've got Dean Henderson, Sam Johnson, and Nick Pope. We're nice, playing. Well, we're playing San Marino, Albania, and Poland. So play Sam Johnson in San Marino. Play Nick Pope in Albania, and play Dean play Henderson Dean in Poland. Poland, yeah. Because if you look Makes at Dean, Dean Henderson's got a better percentage in terms of shot stopping, and we're probably going to face the most difficulty against Poland. So. Let's see how that works out. Um, I, we just thought we'd mention this. This is going to obviously be a breakout when we break the podcast over summer. We'll probably make a Talking England focus one. We'll see how we want to do that. Hopefully yeah. you guys like that sort of thing. Jake's going to make sure he's up to date on all of it. Oh, he yeah. will be then. I just sprung this, this on him at the last minute because the England squad was announced in the week and we're going into an international break and there's not going to be too much to talk about. So. And I will say this now, if we do any England kind of like games and stuff, that's a hell of a lot of pronouncements wrong by me. Yep, exactly. And also expect us probably, uh, if it's a summer of football, there's a chance I'm going to be merry through everything we do because when the summer comes out, it's that time. So yeah, that is a, it for this week's Talking Wednesday podcast. It was a long one. It didn't. I didn't mean for it to be a long one. I've not even cooked my dinner yet. So uh, we obviously <laughs> recorded this in an evening. So we're going we're gonna to have to go and do that myself. But any last things to say, my friend? Just... Be happy with we've got a win. When didn't we on our weekend? Which is nice. And we go into no, an international right. break with a positive. You've got over a week of Wednesday having won their last yes. match. So take be it. Jo- run be with joyful it. And merry and just have fun with it. Just take care of yourselves, guys. Yeah, that, was, that was that was that uh, was we're on a high with it. Um but there is obviously turbulent times to come for Wednesday. We will see how all that plays out. But until we see you next week with no football in the middle, it's going to be very much focused on what you guys want us to talk about. 
as well as some, obviously, we'll try and be creative with it. Maybe talk about England a little bit more if you like that. Make sure you definitely put that in the comments if you want us to talk about England. Yeah. There's going to be some, there's a lot of Scottish watchers of this channel going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But for now, guys, take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Yeah.